This is Andrew Obersky's Senior Capstone Podcast Practice, one of four, first one being with Sarah Scott. Welcome, everybody. This is the first podcast or practice podcast, however you might want to say, with Andrew Obersky. And with me today is a great guest, one of my longtime friends. I'm glad she's around. She scratched my back multiple times, and I've yet to still scratch hers. But that day is coming. <laughs> that day will come. I'll tell you that. But uh, with less of an introduction, here she is, Sarah Scott. How's it going? Sarah, I'm glad you're here with me. Um, I kind of, I kind of want to start off by talking about you. Right. I feel like a lot of people don't know who Sarah Scott is, and I feel like people should know. So, Sarah, the first thing I kind of want to talk about she is did. give me a little bit of your family life. Give me, give me the rundown from your childhood to say high school. Got it. All right. Well, my parents, both my mom and dad, were born and raised here in Michigan. My mom is from Indian River, and my dad is from Detroit. They met through a mutual friendship of my mom's older brother and my dad, so that's how they got together. They kind of got together, and they, my uncle, <laughs> he developed uh, the energy drink Monster Energy, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> and they kind of, through him, got into working together. They moved out to California together, and that's where I was born and raised, as well as my younger sister, two years so later. You so were, you were born out in California. You weren't, you weren't ever born in Michigan. You never no. spent any of your childhood in Michigan. I would come out to Michigan in the summers to visit my grandma and cousins because they all lived out here. But that was about the only time I would come out here. I would, I was not born here. And how far? Because I know you have a sister, yes. sister named Hannah. How far are you and Hannah apart? We are two years apart. Planned? Not planned. Oh! Actually. <laughs> I feel like I just took a stab when I didn't mean to. But uh, so we got into your family a little bit. And, you know, you talked about your mom, your dad, how they met, kind of how you became who you are, essentially. But um. Let's get let's get into the nitty and gritty a little bit, Sarah. I'm here for it. Uh, elementary, tell us a little bit about you know your childhood. What was some of your favorite things you do? Some of your favorite past childhood memories, if you can remember that far ago. I know sometimes I have to scratch my brain, but I got a couple. Uh, being that both my parents worked for Monster Energy, my first birthday was actually on the road traveling because mm -hmm. we were going to events that they had. This particular event, I'm not sure, but. That was one of my childhood memories. Um, elementary school, I definitely was a very shy and awkward kid, for sure. That shocks me. If any <laughs> of you guys, if any of you guys know who Sarah Scott is, she's one of the most social human beings in this world. I don't she think I got social till high school. She'll talk to anyone and everyone. But continue. Um, I went to the same elementary school from kindergarten to third grade and then I ended up moving back to the hometown that I was originally born in and, and what's that Canyon Lake California Canyon Lake okay mm-hmm and I transferred elementary schools for fourth and fifth grade finished that out and then I went to the middle school that was linked with that elementary school kind of right down the road and 
stayed at that middle school from sixth through eighth grade. Um, in sixth grade, a memory from that, I went to a science camp. That mm-hmm. was really fun. <laughs> we got to do some bungee jumping, some zip lining. For a little, from the sounds of it, Sarah, you're you're kind of a person who's who's into the entertainment, into the social aspects, even though you say that you really aren't into it as much in, in your early years. But definitely your later years, and I can contest to this, Sarah, you're such a social person. And I know your life revolves heavily around relationships, Sarah. And the reason why I'm inviting you here today and why I kind of wanted to have this talk with you is because, Sarah, over the summer, a lot of, a lot of things evolved. They did. A lot of things evolved. And... I kind of want to take a step back and just process it all. I bet you've already kind of processed it, processed it in a way. But in hopefully there, yeah. hopefully, this can give you a platform and a, and a means to, you know, further introspect it yourself. Mm-hmm. But, Sarah, I know you're very heavily into your relationships. You value communication, quality time with others, and just general general socializing with people. Um, before we get into really the nitty and gritty of what I want to talk <laughs> about right now, um, what like what to you defines your relationships with people? Because I've read I've read many things online the past you know two three hours before we set this conversation up, but I just want to get your viewpoint. Like how do you where do you stand on relationships? In how I would define relationships or like how I value them I definitely value like thorough communication if you have a problem with me tell me I'm one to like sit there and work things out I don't like to be talked to behind my back if you have a problem with me you can come to me about it but I also am that person in a relationship who wants to be there for the other person just as much so like understand their point of view where they're coming from Um, If they're struggling with something, I want them to feel that I can be the kind of friend that they can come to and talk to with whatever they're struggling with. Um, So that's where the communication kind of comes in with that. And then honesty, obviously, respect for both me and that other person that comes on kind of both halves. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, relationships is definitely something that's, that's hard to hard to put a finger on it is um you have so many different kinds of relationships in this world you have friendships you have co-workers uh you have intimate ones you have the relationships you hold with your mom and dad every Mm -hmm. day you have relationships with people that could be just for a second you could pass by someone on the street say hi that's that's a moment but in that moment you're sharing a relationship with that person even though you don't know them and it's so weird because People like to rate their relationships, they do. if that makes sense. I mean, if you can look back and you think about, let's say, for example, anyone who you've ever, I guess you could say, quote unquote, loved in your life or, you know, boyfriends. Mm-hmm. I bet you've definitely rated boyfriends in the past. Oh, this one's the worst. This one's the best. But it's it's like these important life experiences almost Absolutely. more or less than the relationship like uh it's like what you take out of it what did what did i take most out of it and was this was this take good or bad yep. um if it's if it's a bad experience it's probably going to be rated lower if it's a good experience it's going to be higher but kind of like how i also said that relationships are in many different forms they're both personal and community wide and 
uh, before I get into this, Sarah, I just want to know if you had to define the word relationship now that you kind of gave your own example of what a relationship is to you. If you had if you had to look in your mind and think of a definition without looking into the Webster's dictionary, what's your definition, most simplistic definition of a relationship? Wow. I would say probably I'm trying to think of another word besides relationship, but like a value between like two people. They're like a common value. A common value, so like a shared mission. Yes. That's funny, Sarah. I think you almost hit this right on the head without hitting it on the head. When I looked it up, a relationship is something that is forming a sense of belonging with other people around a shared mission or identity uh, and is probably one of the major contributors to like our sense of what life means to us. Um, we rely a lot on our relationships. We rely a lot on our communication, and uh, it's essential within our lives. Uh, we we are almost we're almost on a need. Like I read this I read this fact. It was a study done uh, by the. It was a study done by an article called "The Health Be Health Benefits of Relationships." I can't remember exactly where it's from, but I did get it off of a. Org. I'll tell you that right now. Um, they said there's five health benefits, Sarah. I want to. I want you to. I want you to tell me if you would agree with these or not, Sarah. I'm here. So, I agree with most most of these, honestly. To have a healthy relationship, you get different health benefits, such as one, less stress. Two, healing. You. They. They think that you heal better. You're three times more likely. To survive a heart attack if you're in a relationship with someone who's supporting you rather than you know alone which I think is crazy your health you're, you you're supposed to have healthier behaviors supposedly when you're in one of these things called a relationship they challenge each other and I guess you're supposed to challenge each other to get healthier you know I look down in my stomach and I kind of doubt that sometimes but yet then, <laughs> but yet then again I'm, I'm not in your shoes uh, there's there's also a greater sense of purpose which, I mean, kind of makes sense. You know, mm -hmm. you're, you're for one person, the other person's for you, supposedly. And it's been proven that if you're in a relationship, you're more likely to have a longer life. Wow. Lack, and it's been compared to, catch this, this is, this is what I thought was crazy. <laughs> a lack of a social life is like smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Interesting theory. Which, I mean, I mean, makes sense. I mean... Yeah. You, need, you need people in your life. Absolutely. Um, there's definitely been cases where, uh, just say, for example, uh, examples of child abuse, people locking their children away in a small room for a long amount of time with no social interactions to anyone, and they revert back to almost the humanity's primal primal instincts. Exactly. They, they revert back to being a caveman. I mm -hmm. mean, they don't literally de-evolve, but... <laughs> They come out of the bathroom literally only knowing how to grunt and no sort of, you know, formal formal etiquette. They don't know how to function in today's society, which which makes sense. And it's crazy to me, Sarah, because I wanted I wanted your aspect on these five on these five benefits because recently, Sarah, 
this summer. I kind of touched on it beforehand, but I, I didn't want to press it on you. Sarah here got engaged to one of my friends, great friend named Gabe Stern, great guy. If you know what that means, do what you need to do, but Gabe's a great guy. He is. Um, and yes, we did. <laughs> um, but like, if you could elaborate on that. Like, I know, tell, tell us a little bit about what happened, how it happened, and how it changed your life maybe a little bit so far up to this point. And if you can, re like, Word in some of these. Walk us through the process. Yeah, walk us through walk us through this process because this is something. This is a moment that not a lot of people uh, get to go through, and then if they usually go through it, a lot of people, you know, it's not a good first one or yeah. it's not a good anything. Mm -hmm. So um, let's let's give let's let's give a little insight to your your side of the uh, your All side right. of the story. Well, me and Gabe met. We've always, like, mutually known each other, obviously, through you guys at Teak and stuff. We've known, like, of each other, but we were never super close. So we started dating the summer going into my junior year. So in reality, we haven't been dating super long. We've been together for two years come June. Um, we recently got engaged in December of last year, 2020, and... Basically, up until that point, um, how it all started, he started talking to me about right before we left for um, winter term, sophomore year, and with me being here again for spring term, that's when we kind of got to hang out a couple times on the weekends. We hung out about twice, and then I went home back to California. He stayed here. I got a job at Monster Energy interning as a consumer relations intern and we kind of just talked here and there through snapchat and he one time just asked me like can i come and fly out to see you like would that be an option at all and i was like wait a minute <laughs> a boy wants to fly out here and see me <laughs> okay <laughs> i wasn't gonna tell him no so I, asked my mom. <laughs> I wasn't gonna tell him no <laughs> <laughs> i asked my mom she was cool with it uh he came out for three days and then on the third day that he was there right before i took him to the airport that's when he asked me to be his girlfriend. So, like, it all happened really fast. I feel like that's just kind of how Gabe is, though. It is. He's a big relationship guy, for sure. Yes. Um, big teddy bear. But then, yeah, we kind of worked out through that entire summer, going back and forth. I'd go out there. He'd come out to my house. And then we came back to school. All that went well. Um, and then in March of 2020... When we all got sent home due to COVID, <laughs> he came back with me for a while. And then in about the month of June, he went back home. And we had always, like, kind of talked about being engaged. Or, like, mm -hmm. it was always brought up, like, it's, oh. It's always, like, one of those, like, mm -hmm. late in the morning conversations, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't mean to put you on blast or anything. I'm kind of putting myself on blast, but, like... <laughs> You go to the bar, you go out, whatever. You have a few drinks. Yes. You do a little, you do a few things. <laughs> you have some fun, let's some just fun. say. You come back, you're with your significant other and you're laying down. Your arms are wrapped around each other and you guys are just talking, laying in bed, laying yeah. on the couch, whatever. And, and you guys are just talking, having having probably some of the most deepest conversations we do. you'll ever have. 
we get pretty deep, I will say. But how the whole engagement came around, he, I knew he had a ring. I never knew what it looked like or when it was like coming necessarily. He planned it all with my sister, actually. She was the one that knew. So she went happening. behind your back. She did. <laughs> I was shocked. I was like, I will catch him in planning this. Like, I know when it's going to come, and I did not. But it was better to be surprised. It happened in California while he was out there for winter break before, on the beach. Before we get into the details, because mm-hmm. the details are important. They are important. But you kind of you touched on earlier how, um, how he kind of just flew out to California one summer Um, and it was crazy to you Mm -hmm. because you couldn't it was hard for you to fathom some guy flying from Michigan all the way to California 2,000 miles 2,000 miles (laughs) that's at least a 24-hour car ride it takes you three days. So, never mind. I'm <laughs> totally wrong. I was just assuming because Florida is like a 12-hour car ride. That's like a 1,000 miles. So I'm like 100% wrong. My bad. But With stops, it'll take you three days. It'll take you hey, We ain't stopping, though. We ain't stopping. So we're doing it in one. But um, so this guy just flies out to spend some time with you. How much time did he spend out Three there? days. He spent three days out there. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He spent an extended weekend with you. Mm-hmm. And that was it. What... What were your parents thinking? Because I, I know I know my mom and dad are the kind of people that are a very s- small town family rule. I mean, granted, you're you're from Cannon Lake. It's definitely probably a little bigger than <laughs> Podunk, Ida, Michigan. No offense, Ida. I love you, but it's definitely different. And like I could just imagine being like, "Hey, mom, dad." I got this girl, man. She's flying in from California to come see me for a weekend. I mean, I, I would assume I would assume they'd be okay with it. I'd assume they'd be like, Andrew, you know, you're you. You're young. You do what you do. Mm-hmm. But, like, what's what's the thought process? What's, what's your thought process? What, what do you think your parents' thought processes were during this whole time leading all the way up into the engagement? I forgot to mention this when I talked about my childhood. My parents are actually divorced. So I live with my mom, and that kind of made things a little easier in terms of me asking for him to fly out because my dad's very much old school. He loves his babies, loves to protect his girls. He's never been on the boy train necessarily. True, that that, that whole household <laughs> had to be filled with girls all the time. I mean, there was you, your sister, and then on top of that, uh, we'll get into this a little, a little bit later, but I know you were in dance. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know that house had to be popping. There was a lot of dance With girls. a lot of dance, a lot of dance girls there. But continue. But yeah, that definitely made things a little better. So at the time, since I did live with my mom, I, and I was staying at her house, I didn't really talk to my dad. I don't think my dad really knew that he was coming out, to be honest. But I talked to my mom and she was like, the way I explained it to her, I was like, I've kind of been talking to this guy from school for a few months, and he was wondering if he could come out here. And she was like, here? I was like, yeah. And she was like, I mean, sure, if as long as he pays for, like, the ticket. <laughs> <laughs> but she was supportive. You know, that's good. That's good. That's crazy. That's crazy to think, too. So uh, so fast forward, you and Gabe got together after this whole little trip thing. and mm-hmm. Things went good, and and uh, COVID comes around. Because mm-hmm. you guys got together, what, a year before COVID? 
about just about, just about mm-hmm. a year before COVID. And I mean, in Michigan, that kind of hit around St. Patty's Day of 2020, which is like what March 12th ish, March 13th, 17th, mid mid March, mid March. We got sent home the 13th of March. Yeah, mid March definitely, and uh, we got sent home. And so Gabe, instead of going home, went back out with you, right? Yes. Pick up from there, please. He came out with me for a few months just because he's definitely very much someone that functions better when we're together. He kind of has a history of depression and anxiety, so he's not really someone that likes to be alone. And my mom was fine with it. She was very much okay with it. She likes Gabe a lot. So Gabe, Gabe is still don't let that be don't let that throw you for a loop or anything. Gabe is still a very independent person. He no, just, he is absolutely. He just, he just likes his dependency at times as well. Yes. He likes company. For for example, laundry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sarah, I, I don't think I don't think I've ever seen a day where I haven't walked in and the room was picked up and I go, oh, I guess Sarah's done laundry and Sarah's just laying laying relaxing, laying on a couch or a bed or something. <laughs> And she just looks at me and gives me that look like, damn, straight, I just did all this. And Absolutely. I ain't get no credit out here. Nope. <laughs> but, yeah, he's just, he likes the presence of company. I'll say it like that. Mm-hmm. And so he came out with me for a couple months until about June. That's when he went back because he was going to start working and making some money. And I had to start working. But with COVID, obviously, stuff was shut down, so nowhere was really open to work. So that's why he came out for a little bit. And then... And yeah, he did go back home eventually. He went back home at the beginning of June. And then I started working out in California for about a month. And then come beginning of July is when I came out here because I started to stay with him and volunteer at a physical therapy office up by his house. Oh, so you even came out. See, I don't even. Mm-hmm. That went right over my head. So he hasn't even he hasn't proposed to you at this point. No. Okay, so you you go back out to Michigan. You spend some time out there, and what were you doing again? I'm sorry, I, I didn't catch that. I was, I was so a, I was so caught off guard. <laughs> volunteering at a physical therapy office up by his house. Okay. Yeah. 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 And you were doing that because uh, it's in relation to your major, right? Yeah. I mean, we didn't mm-hmm. we haven't really touched on that, but. You do you, you yes. do major in physical therapy mm-hmm. here, or what is your major specifically? Because I don't think it's labeled or termed as physical therapy. It is specifically long name, <laughs> integrative physiology and health sciences, uh, with a focus in pre therapy. Okay, so you're you're out here doing your PT interview back in Michigan, mm-hmm. what Ross Commons yes. area? You're hanging out with Gabe. What's going on during this time? Uh, I was doing that. He was working a little bit here and there, and we kind of just were hanging out. I knew I wanted to come out here for 4th of July because I had the first year that we were together, and that was a lot of fun. Michigan has some bangers on 4th of July. Oh, yeah. Higgins Lake. (laughs) Higgins, Torch, tear it up. It went down. But I was out here for that, and then we were kind of just together until I think school started, to be honest. Well, you guys, you guys, you guys flew back out to California at some point during that summer, right? Or did mm-hmm. you guys just stay at his house? We stayed at his house the whole time mm-hmm. from July to August. Yes. From July to okay, and, and then we get August. back into school. School starts starting up. What's going on? 
we were doing school uh, when we started. This would be our senior year. We're in our senior year right now. Okay. And stuff started to get a little hard because uh, being that I'm on the college dance team here at Alma, we have some rules on top of the campus COVID policies, which is fine, but it made seeing each other very difficult because... Mm-hmm. Definite strain on the relationship, I will yeah. tell you that. It... It was, it, was, it was so noticeable that it, it could be picked up by other people in the house mm-hmm. who lived there. Yeah, I'm sure it was. But, I mean, really it's just because, like I said, he likes company and just, like, the presence of me being there and stuff like that. So that definitely was hard on him. I would be able to come over there a couple nights uh, more towards the end of the term. Mm-hmm. But then come October, that's when... He got well. That's when he tested positive for COVID, and then I was right next to him too. I I was in the car with him and everything. Yeah. He drove us down there because, so, uh, the house got quarantined mm-hmm. due to another one of the brothers. His name's Lou Lawyer, but uh, Lou Lawyer thought it was smart to go to a party, even though everyone in the house told him not to. Mm-hmm. Lou went out to Lou went out to this party and brought COVID back to the house, put the whole house on quarantine. Lou had to go over to Bonbright, which is another one of our resident uh, resident buildings here on campus on yep. the south side, and he got put in there while the rest of the other nineteen people got quarantined in this house. And while we were while we were waiting to figure out what that meant, we had this meeting with Brad, who at the time was our head AT person I guess but he now works at Saginaw mm-hmm. but at the time Brad was giving us a little a little conversation about what we could and couldn't do which I mean what we could do was very little and what we couldn't do was a lot very little. but one thing he said is if you don't want to spend your quarantine at the house you can spend your quarantine at your own home in your hometown whatever so I, I decided that maybe I could go home for quarantine or whatever uh, but my mom and dad are definitely older people. They really, mm-hmm. they really don't believe. I would say they believe in COVID, but they don't believe it to the, to the mass hysteria as uh, some people are led to believe that has been per- portrayed. So when I told my mom and dad I could go to a home for quarantine, they're like, "Let's do it." So beforehand, I was like, "Well, they are older, so they're at risk. So I need to at least get a second, a second um, checkup or a second test." So I got the first one, said I was negative, and I drove with Gabe all the way down to St. John's, which is about, which is about a 30-minute drive south of Alma, right on 127. Mm-hmm. We get there, we get our tests, and by the time we drive back up to Alma, we're getting our call saying, like, our results. Gabe, they both said that our tests came back negative. Yes, Gabe was negative at that time. Yeah, and to which I went home. And then, like, what, the, a day or two later, did Gabe get another test and said he was positive? What happened, he was negative, so mm-hmm. I was like, cool, let's go home, because dance team got to go home that weekend. Mm-hmm. So I was like, let's go home, like, you're negative, we're fine. And as we were home, this was, like, right around Halloween, or, like, the weekend before. And it was, I left on Sunday, because he stayed there for the remainder of his quarantine. But when I left on Sunday... That Monday, he got tested because he started to not feel well, and that's when he came back positive. That's so crazy. That's so crazy how he tested positive, and I was so close to him the whole time. I'm telling you, within definitely within six feet. 
mm-hmm. definitely without a mask because I was inside a car and he was my own my own housemate. So I thought I thought I was gonna get it for sure, but I never did. That's the funny thing. I because obviously I then had to quarantine. Yeah, because you were so close. Yeah, for the whole weekend. Uh, but I also never got it. I got tested three different times. Each time was negative, and my coach was baffled. She was like, "There's no way." I was like, "Our bodies are just immune." Yeah, <laughs> it's kind. It's kind of like that. Uh, that Iron Man gif <laughs> uh, that you can send through iMessages, and it's like uh, Tony Stark walking through his house after his house gets attacked. And the freaking Iron Man suit just assembling to him piece by piece. That's our body against COVID, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) But, (laughs) But yeah. I also think I got COVID in the summer. So, maybe that's why. Oh. I don't know. Yeah, I think I I also got COVID Mm -hmm. before COVID was cool. But, yeah. So, then, uh, that was October. So, then when he tested positive, I had to go put in, get put into quarantine. But we were out of space here on campus, so I quarantined at his house but in separate rooms since he was positive he was downstairs in his basement I was upstairs in their guest room and then after that we both came back to school finished out the rest of the I think two weeks we had left by the time we were able to come back after quarantine and then we left school right before Thanksgiving and we kind of talked to each other about like what we wanted to do for that since I went out there for Thanksgiving like the first year we were together he decided that he would come out for this past thanksgiving and then classic give and take mm -hmm. so he stayed um i think till about the end of november to like beginning or second week of december so the engagement actually happened on december 4th okay okay you're going a little fast here you're going a little fast here a little fast yeah, you just can't jump to the to the engagement okay. now. You, you start okay. with Thanksgiving and then you just go, December 4th was the engagement. So he came out for Thanksgiving. Um, How was that it? Happened. It was good. We stayed in my mom's friend's house because they were at their vacation house for Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Because my mom is trying to move to Michigan right now, but she lives in an apartment, so she couldn't fit us all over mm-hmm. there. So we let her use her house, which was huge. Very nice house. Um, and then we did that. We had dinner and played some games, did some of age activities. <laughs> <laughs> and then in between those couple weeks, we, since my mom was in an apartment, we didn't really have a place to stay because my dad didn't want us to have our boyfriends at his house. Again, not exactly on the boy train yet. So we stayed in a hotel room that my mom had gotten for us and then in between that time we were kind of just hanging out he was hanging out with some of my friends that I have back in California and then one day it was fine it was the week of finals for school since finals were online yeah and we got all pushed online Mm -hmm. because of COVID we were in the middle of finals week I finished my finals I believe like Wednesday of that week and he finished his last one on Friday, which I believe was that December 4th mm-hmm. date. And so basically we had been talking about during that whole week, me, him, my sister, and her boyfriend at the time who was also out there, also from Michigan, close friend of Gabe's. Um, wow. We're, yeah. <laughs> they're not together anymore, but that's a whole different story. Keep it close. <laughs> <laughs> and 
we were all like, we should just go to the beach. And so I was like, I'm down. Like, let's go to the beach. And we were trying to figure out a day that, like, best worked and everything. So we found one that worked. And uh, earlier that day, he had to finish a final. So we let him do that. Me, my sister, and one of my friends who was also in on it because my sister had talked to her. We were like, okay, let's go get our nails done. And I was like, okay. So we went and got our nails done. And then that took a lot longer than expected. But we finally got that done by around like noon. We got back, he was finishing up his paper that he was typing. And then finishing up his paper or just getting the paperwork done for the ring that he bought you? <laughs> I'll get to the ring. <laughs> but then my mom calls me and she's like, oh, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, nothing. Like we just got our nails done. We're about to like go head down to the beach. And we're like, we wanted to be there like to watch the sunset or whatever. So at least what I thought. And my mom was like, oh, like, I want to come. And I was like, okay. Like, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, fun. Like, we haven't seen her in a long time. Again, I love my parents. Love to spend time with them. So I was like, sure. And so my mom drove us all down there. She drove me, Gabe, uh, my sister Hannah, and her boyfriend at the time. His name was Seth. So I assume everyone at this point kind of knew about the engagement. Yes, everybody knew except for me. And then my sister. Wow, dude had also invited <laughs> a couple of our other friends. So they were following us down there to meet us. Uh-huh. And I was just like, oh, like, we're all just going to the beach for funsies. Like, <laughs> cool, I'm in for it. And then we pull up. We got there, like, right as sunset hit. Mm-hmm. So he, he had to do it, like, all kind of fast. He was, like, shaking in the car. Hannah was holding the ring. Like, she had it the whole time. And he was shaking. Mm-hmm. So, like, he was sitting next to you. Could you, like, literally feel him shake? Not really, but he was trying to, like, look out the window and yeah, like distract Gabe himself. is definitely one of those guys who have like he he's not really anxious but if something peaks it yep. oh it's it's the bucket's tipped over and everything's out exactly so it's hard for him to keep things in like that yeah and he was like staring out the window trying to like figure out what he wanted to say and everything when he was doing it again clueless I had no idea we get there we're all just kind of like staring at the sunset walking around and he was like let like can me and you go walk around? And I was like, sure. And so, like, we were just, we walked up by the water, and we were just, like, kind of staring. And I like, he, like, pointed in a direction, so I, like, looked. And then while I looked, that's when he you got literally, You me. literally got hit with one of those, girl? Yes. You're a freaking elementary school. I know. Hey, look over there. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you look over, and you snap your head back, mm-hmm. and you see he's down on one knee. Yes. What's going through your head at the time? I thought it was a prank. Like I, de- like it sounds really bad. I was like, "This is." You not think happening. Ashton Kusher is gonna come out of the bushes and just be like, "You got pranked." Yeah. It's MTV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. My mom and sister were like videotaping it, and he, like I could tell how nervous he was because I could just hear him. Like he was all ready to have this big speech prepared, and like his voice just started shaking, and he was just like, "Will you marry me?" <laughs> I was like. Are you serious? Like, is this actually happening? Because I, like I said, thought it was happening at least, like, after we graduated. Not that, like, I was mad that it happened at all. But I was, like, just so shocked. And I was just like, yes. And I cried because I'm emotional. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, my mom and all my sister, they started cheering. I was, like, shaking afterwards. Like, I (laughs) had the ring on. The ring was a little big. My fault because I gave his mom the wrong size. 
But about the ring, the ring is actually his great grandma's. Really? So they got it resized? Mm hmm. That's dope. Yeah. And then. For, after for, that, for all of you who cannot see the ring right now, it's a nice one. I really don't know carrots or sizes of rings at I all. I tell you. But it, it has a nice centered, centered jewel mm -hmm. with. Uh, it looks like some. It looks like some uh, metal work. Doesn't look like it's really encrusted around it. But I'd probably say maybe a carrot, carrot and a half. It's nice, a little hard on me. nice little ring. Nice little. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. Cute. That's cute. Something simple. It's not. It's not like some people out here where you know, because we're in America and we like capitalism and we like spending money on things. Hmm. Where uh, people, where it's been like, kind of like. What is it? It's kind of like said, but not known. Like nothing. Like there, there's a stat out there in America somewhere that says if you go marry someone or you want to marry someone and you don't know how much to spend on a ring or what ring to get them, that you have to spend a third of a year's income on a ring, which I think is bull bullcrap. Because I mean, for example, if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year. I'm supposed to spend thirty thousand dollars on a ring that's for insane. some. That's absolutely not. <laughs> that's uh, that's insane. Like at this at this point, it should be what it symbolizes. Yeah. And that kind of goes back to kind of like you know what we were talking about with relationships in the beginning. Like what what we uh, value in each relationship. Do we do we value the money or do mm -hmm. we value the symbolism? And I think that is a key make or break for a lot of relationships nowadays. Absolutely. I feel like a lot of people nowadays have to do what's called keeping up with the Joneses or whatever, <laughs> and they have to have the nicest thing out there, or they have to one-up their neighbor or one-up their friends on social media. As I say, it has to be publicized everywhere. I actually got a lot of, like, not, like, backlash for that necessarily, but people were like, like, why didn't you tell anyone? Or, like, why didn't you do this? And I was like, I didn't know it was happening, first of all. Like, I was already taken back that it happened. So, like, I don't know. I just didn't think to, like, tell everybody. I did post about it. Like, it was on my it Instagram story. Yeah. So, like, I knew people were going to see it. If they wanted to say something, that was up to their... That was their option. Um, but I also kind of just, like, wanted that moment for us. I didn't necessarily feel that it needed to be blasted everywhere. Uh, if some people want to do that, that's fine. That's their thing. But, like, I don't know. That's just kind of where... That was my take on it. And a lot of people were really excited. And it's it's so weird, Sarah, because your story has so many... So many elements within it of today's age. It has, mm -hmm. it has angst. It has COVID. It has um, technology. It has... What I would say, and it's purest form is love i mean honestly it's a it's a it's a tale that from beginning to end i feel like we all in the house kind of knew it was coming mm -hmm. for sure but um to the extent of how fast it developed kind of took some took a some of us aback mm -hmm. and i mean that could just be the kind of day and age where we're we're in now that could be just how the, Gabe is as a person mm -hmm. that could be because 
COVID nineteen threw a lot of wrench uh, threw a lot of wrenches into your guys' relationship, like you said, mm-hmm. and handed a lot of challenges. And maybe maybe Gabe thought don't take this in a negative connotation at all because this is definitely positive for someone to get down on a knee and ask someone that level of a question takes the biggest cojones <laughs> in the world you know what i'm saying so like it's just crazy to think about mm-hmm. and to go back to this whole covid aspect is i read, I read this article and it was uh, by a guy named tal bin shahara he has a PhD from Columbia University. Yeah. And he was talking about relationships on the online world or relationships in general. He opens the article up by saying pretty much relationships are needed. And we kind of touched about touched on this earlier. But he also said as a teacher, he uh, he worried about losing that that deep conversation or that deep meaning through the screen. Mm-hmm. He thought he was going to get a loud disconnect. But on the other hand, he found he found something much different. He found that through the screen, his classes had a lot more deep conversations and they, they built a lot more on top of what he thought usually happens within class. And how he said it was a lot more uh, uh, intimacy. Mm-hmm. Personable. Personable intimacy. Uh, not like the actual like intimacy intimacy but like people were being conversationally intimate to each other more or less and he found that they his class was able to break through the screens now I present you with this here as a question mm-hmm. before we kind of get into the rest of this or maybe before before I tell you my side of the engagement, because let me tell you, dude, it blew my mind. A lot of people did. And I get the question a lot, like, how did you know you were ready? <laughs> and my biggest answer for that is, I mean, I don't think anybody is ever ready, because obviously we are young. We're both 21. He's about to turn 22 at the end of this month. But if I sit there and I think about why I was ready, it's... The way I describe it is I can look at that man or that kid, whatever, and he is the one thing that can make any bad thing good. Yes. Yes, that's 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 kind of like what we kind of got to earlier and how we said it's like a give and take and mm-hmm. how uh, people are people need to be independent yeah. but yet have to be dependent at the same time. And it's crazy how how much we rely on each other. But because this article I read from COVID-19, Sarah, I wanted to ask you, because we kind of also touched on it, like it really kind of messed with you and Gabe, especially on top of the extra restrictions that you had to go through because of dance team. Mm -hmm. But do you think, do you think you and Gabe built up a better relationship because of COVID? I would say yes, because even though it was hard and there were those moments where he would kind of, like I said, he gets in his head sometimes, so he would automatically assume the worst. And, like, as much as I probably would also jump to that if I was alone a lot of the time, I was kind of the back, like, support system being like, yes, it sucks. I understand it sucks, but at the same time, there's nothing we can do about it. And as much as, like, in the moment he didn't like hearing it, it helped him in the long run, for sure. See, and and that's crazy. And I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of take that and loop it back around to 
now now you guys are engaged mm-hmm. uh, and I remember I think it was it was Christmas it was Christmas break just just starting mm-hmm. and I remember sitting with my dad because uh, during the during the winter breaks I would help my dad work at his at his place he's self-employed does uh, plumbing and heating out of Ida, Michigan yep. and he services pretty much all of Monroe County and my dad's on the older side he's 62 right now mm-hmm. actually 62 or 64 I can't remember however old the Mackinac Bridge is hold on <laughs> let me look that up real quick and I'll be able to tell you Google. Oh, always. But okay, so I'm terrible. I'm not a bad son, I promise. I just get numbers mixed up really easily. <laughs> so I mess up my parents' age all the time. <laughs> Don't feel bad. Google says the Mackinac Bridge is 64 years old. That's how old my dad is. You're right. And so I feel like quite often I need to help him or whatever and after after the work day was done, we put a couple water heaters in or whatever. I mean, my dad likes to like to like to sit back at his workbench and you know, crack a few beers, maybe smoke a J or not. You know, it's legal now, <laughs> so I can say that. But ha. <laughs> ha. <laughs> but um, we'd be sitting there and we'd just be talking about life. I might be going through YouTube or some sort of social media, and he might be playing his game of cribbage online. But I remember going through Instagram, scrolling, and I remember just dropping my phone and <laughs> looking around and going, oh, shit, like, fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And my dad's like, what's up? What's up? I was like, dad, I cannot believe this. Two of my best friends just got engaged, blah, 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 blah. He was like, what's the big deal? It's not like you guys are in college or anything. And I was like, dad, it's no, crazy. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we are, dad, but, like, it's crazy. It's crazy to imagine because not even not even three years ago we were doing some crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, still to this day, like, like it's so. Still to this day, I try to imagine what a relationship is in my eyes, to my perspective, and then something like that comes across, and I'm just like, dang, what the hell am I doing wrong in my life? But it was so much like it was so much like shock. Uh, but at the same time it was less that and more of like made me think about my own like my own self kind of like what I wanted in my own relationships and whatever yeah but because I I remember just sitting there and just thinking like dang what am I doing wrong and made me think of like all my past relationships whether that's with whether that's with Paige whether that's with Aaron Mm -hmm. or whoever it may be, you know? Um, But it just, like, conglomerated, and I think think it allowed me to look at myself deeper and, like, understand maybe what I wanted more in a relationship. And I think think that's what the whole whole aspect of social media was about. Yeah. But I think it kind of got flipped on its head with the whole how Americans are keeping up with the Joneses. Like, <laughs> like I, I feel like the majority of people in this world look at a post on social media and they go, dang, I want that, or dang, why can't yep. that meet me? Instead, I feel like social media is a tool where we should be looking at, you know, pictures or something that someone posted and being like, wow, that's cool, but how does that 
relate with my life. And not not in a bad kind of because you can easily take that a bad way. Oh, I, I can, understand what you're saying. You can, like for like beauty like beauty images or yeah. like body images. Oh yeah, you can take that the wrong way super quick. But like it should open a facet of positive introspection mm-hmm. and allow you to think of you know what you want personally in your life and how maybe are you going to obtain that like. For instance, I mean, I could look at I could look at your picture of your engagement and be like, God dang, I want to go get engaged right now. And I could go get yeah. engaged. I could go. <laughs> if you, you wanted. I, if I wanted to, I could go get engaged right now. But that's not what I'm trying to get at. That's the bad side of social media, I think. The good side of social media, I think, is where I, is where I could step back or someone else could step back and then look at Sarah's post of, say, her engagement or whatever and be like now listen that's cool and that's great for Sarah I'm happy for her but how did she get to that point in her life and how can I take those steps that she took and rearrange them in a way that fit me so I can be potentially just as happy as she is maybe not today maybe not tomorrow maybe not a week from now maybe not even in three years but maybe at some point in time in my life, I too will be happy just like Sarah Scott. <laughs> Sarah, I appreciate you for coming in, talking about your personal life, your relationships or whatever, and how you think your relationship has changed you and You're very welcome. And your love. But just like Gabe loves you, Sarah, I love you in a completely different way. <laughs> I love you too, Bursky. And uh, with this, with these, uh, with this final time remaining, Sarah, I wanted to talk a little bit about dance on the outro because I know you dance is such a big part of your life. It's Has kind been. of, it's kind of a digression, but it's also affected the story we're trying to get to yeah. in many ways, shapes, or forms. I've seen you perform, and I have performed even with you, Sarah, you have. a couple times. <laughs> and with this, with this final 10, 15 minutes. Just, why'd you get into dance? Why are you still in dance right now? And what are some of your favorite performances you've ever been in? Because, Sarah, let me tell you what. Trevi's this weekend. <laughs> Trevi's, Trevi's the capstone dance. I cried, and I've seen that three different times, and I cried all three of them. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Dance. Wow. I started... I didn't start with dance when I was young. When I was about five, I did cheerleading for a while because that was at a local program near my house at the time. Um, and then from there in middle school, my not middle school, elementary school, the first elementary school I was at, they offered a jazzercise program. So I did some jazzercise here and there. And then middle school came around. I never danced at like a studio yet. But middle school came around first my sixth grade year I did PE I was like maybe I'll be athletic realized that was not me in the slightest form so then seventh seventh grade came around and I was like hmm I might try out for dance team because there was like advanced dance intermediate which was like a hip-hop team and then beginning dance so I tried out going into my seventh grade year made the hip-hop team and that's kind of where it all started. Um, eighth grade year came along. I 
did hip hop or not hip hop. I was on the advanced dance team that, that year, and I also did cheer as well. Kind of did both, and then I went into high school. Going into high school, I couldn't do both, so I had to pick one or the other. And I couldn't really tumble, so that's kind of what led me more to the route of dance in a way. And um, I started dancing at a studio probably about uh, my eighth grade year-ish. And then I transferred to another studio when I got into high school. That was right down the street from my house. It was closer, um, a little bit better, no offense, but... Um, I just knew I could gain more out of it than I could at my other studio that was rather small. I transferred to a bigger one, me and my sister both. I danced there for all four years as well as danced on my high school's competitive dance team. And then going into college, I wasn't really sure if I wanted to do dance. I kind of was like, I can hang it up at the door, leaving senior year of high school. I'm fine with that, not a big deal. And then when I came here, to tour Alma, I was in our Stone Recreation Center here on campus, kind of looking around in there, and the girl working at the front desk um, was talking about how she was on the dance team here. A uh, very new dance team, there was only five girls that started, uh, that was their first year ever being a program here, and my mom was like, oh, you should totally reach out to the coach, and she gave me all her contact information, I sent in videos to Tracy, who is the head coach of the dance team here at Alma and then she was like yeah here's your invitation letter you've been accepted I was like awesome uh I don't think I was really ready to quit yet to be honest even though I kind of told myself I was I definitely was like I'll come back like it'll be fun college dance is probably a lot different which it is so I'm glad I went with that route but I will say in the middle here and there it did definitely get hard there was definitely a lot of moments where I was like I don't know if this is for me it was kind of like a back and forth battle but there was something that always led me back to it necessarily and it was the girls on the team I love every single one of them every year even the newbies that come in and I don't know it there's been a lot this year with COVID and everything too that's been like is this really what I want to do is this what I actually enjoy doing and at the end of the day, it's a yes, as <laughs> and, much as it gets annoying. And I know I know, on Alma College campus, we have multiple means of which someone could join a dance team, if that makes sense. I know there's the Alma College dance team, which you're a part of, and they compete competitively. Yes. But there's also uh, something called the dance company at Alma College, mm -hmm. which is more, more of the lines of theatrical performances. Yep. And I know uh, the dance team has had to help out dance company at times by mm -hmm. uh, by making dancers available. A lot of the girls, oh, about half of our team is on, does do, like they major they in They major in dance, yes. Yeah. And uh, that, that's one thing I wanted to talk about too, Sarah, because because of this, you were also in a lot of dances mm -hmm. theatrically, even though you're not a dance major mm -hmm. per se. But... Um, you were in a dance this past weekend with another one of my brothers at the house. Yes. His name's Trayvon Mason. Beautiful man. <laughs> but <laughs> but you, you were you were one of the, you were in his perform one of his performances and you even you had a solo, right? I did. You had a solo. 
how was that solo? Because that that whole dance or routine or performance choreographed, whatever you want to call it, um, was all dedicated to Trevi's recently passed dad who passed away because of COVID-19 yes. and never and will never have the opportunity of seeing Trevi graduate. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very moving, very powerful, but I feel like that has a lot to do with what we're talking about, relationships, love. Um, you talked more about a direct version with you and your fiance. Mm-hmm. How did it feel to be a part of something that was greater than just your own love. I personally enjoyed it a lot. I did like going into the show. I knew that it was dedicated to Trevi's dad and how he had passed. But uh, to know like after this weekend when he presented about it a little bit at the end of his show to kind of close it off, he mentioned that his dad was also a dancer, did ballroom and a couple of things like that. I think jazz too. Yep. And I think that is what kind of made me realize, like, wow, like, this is, like, he picked me to represent this. Like, it was very touching, for sure. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I was very thankful, in a way. And I was just like, wow. Out of everybody you could have picked. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, out of this whole conversation, guys, love is everywhere. Relationships everywhere. There's someone out there who, in a way, loves you. Maybe it's not intimately. Maybe it's just a friendship. Maybe it's just an acquaintance who you just said hi to yesterday. Either way, there's many forms of it, and it's out there for everyone. And you two will also find a relationship and love that you can cherish. This is Andrew Obersky, Practice Podcast, number one with Sarah Scott. I got to thank you, Sarah. This was a time. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Until next time, we'll be at, we'll be out here. Number two, <laughs> number two of four is coming up. That'll be with a girl named Sophia Gammons. She is a band member here at Alma College, and I can't wait to talk a little bit more with her. But until then, thank you for now, Sarah. Thank you. Have a good night. You too.